Welcome to Potline Bling, the podcast where we talk about cannabis, science, and cool things like that. I'm your host, JJ Coombs. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Robert Evans. Rob is the Chief Strategy Officer and co-founder of Purissima. Purissima is a leading producer of phytocannabinoids, but not in the way you might think. Purissima uses algae fermentation to produce cannabinoids. Rob, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And I would like to kick this off by telling us um, a little more about how you make cannabinoids using algae fermentation. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, JJ. I'm excited to be here and also really excited to be talking about this. This is a, a really uh, a monumental moment coming out of the summer for us introducing our first products. But uh, algae fermentation to produce uh, cannabinoids was really born from the idea that you know we knew that that algae being the progenitor to all higher plant life on the planet would be an ideal host organism to produce plant derived compounds and typically you know focusing on compounds that plants don't produce in meaningful quantities or they take a long time to produce or they can't be domesticated so large scale agriculture isn't, isn't possible and we you know looking at a at a blank sheet of paper we thought where where would we start doing this and we thought look there's you know cannabinoids are a very interesting space. Legalization is, is basically converting illicit demand into illicit demand. Um, and it just isn't access to all the wonderful compounds that plants produce. And that's where that's where it all started. Awesome. Um, so I saw that you guys um, were awarded a couple of patents. Uh, and one of the um, subjects of the patents is neurotransmitters and methods of making the same. Um, so I um I have a science background, so I kind of dug deep into this, and and um so from my understanding, you guys engineer microalgae to produce certain enzymes called catalysts, right? Uh, when you mix it with certain acids, they react to make the different cannabinoids: CBGA, CBCA, CBDA, THDA, and all the other ones. Correct? Yeah. In fact, I, I'd simplify it even even further. Um, it all starts with really just understanding the genetics you know, that exist in, in the cannabis plant. And this is pretty, pretty easy to find. It's been published. People understand it. People understand the, the genes that are responsible for expressing the enzymes for each step in the, in the biosynthetic pathway. And modern biotechnology enables us to replicate those genes and introduce them into other organisms. And we happen to, to find a particular strain of algae that's agnostic to the introduction of foreign DNA, which is not the case for, for many organisms. You introduce foreign DNA and, and, they, and they stop growing. Um, we found a strain of algae that is, that's you know, quite adaptable to the introduction of, uh, of, these, of these genetic pathways. And we're basically recreating the same enzymatic pathway that exists in the plant in algae and okay. doing it in a one-week crop cycle in an industrial fermenter, as opposed to in a field or a, or an indoor grow house, you know, over multiple weeks. That's that's uh, that that's insane. That blows my mind. Um, so so you're saying so you do this in a week. So you have basically all this algae that's growing in a fermentation tank, and they start growing the cannabinoids, and then you know once they grow that, you know, I would assume that you have to do some kind of extraction process after. Yeah, yeah. In fact. Uh, you know, if you've, if you've been following the news about us recently, we announced a collaboration with, uh, with a company by the name of Open Book Extracts, you know, who's one of the leading extractors uh, 
uh, cannabinoid producers, you know, through extraction and purification from plant sources, uh, you know, to, to partner with, because our thesis was, look, if we can produce cannabinoids in algae, then the extraction and purification process shouldn't look a lot different than, you know, extracting cannabinoids from plant biomass. And in okay. fact, that thesis has, uh, has, has played out largely. You know, the, the one thing for us is that we're introducing compounds that plants, people haven't sourced from plants before. And so we've had to make uh, adaptations to, uh, you know, different cannabinoids require different extraction processes. And uh, so we've, we've developed that in close partnership with Open Book Extracts. And first product, in fact, cannabichromine is, uh, is going to be available just coming out of the summer. Wow. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's super exciting. Um, so have you, uh, have, have you been able to do this on a small enough scale where you can try your own cannabinoids, your own products yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things, you know, the, the, the beauty of this technology is that, you know, we believe we can we can produce every cannabinoid that the plant produces. And we've already assembled a huge library of those structures. Uh, and beyond that, we're producing cannabinoids that plants haven't yet evolved to produce, uh, which is another beauty of the features of modern biotechnology, because you can start modifying enzymatic pathways to create new compounds. But the big question is, like, what do these compounds do? And so when we started talking about cannabichromine, people were asking us, well, why should we get excited about that? And we said, well, look at the literature. I mean, it has strong anti-inflammatory properties, like many cannabinoids, has strong antimicrobial properties. Um, so it, it's probably good at, it, it has potential to be good at treating pain, has potential to be great in skincare applications. And we thought, okay, what better way to elucidate on this uh, rather than running biological assays? Let's formulate some products and provide them to friends and family. And we started with a serum that people used over a six-week uh, time period. And people that had some kind of uh, red skin, inflammation, eczema, psoriasis type condition saw some pretty impressive improvements over a six-week period, which was very inspiring. We suspected that we would see these types of benefits, the extent of which we weren't sure. So, you know, we embarked on a, on a little study. And then the next phase of that was looking at how you could use cannabichromine to reduce pain. So working with a, a partner in, in the cannabis industry, we formulated some gummies and provided those to people as well as to employees and got some very interesting uh, reports back. Um, in fact, a lot of requests for more of those gummies, please. <laughs> and uh, so that's the kind of work. You know, this is this is anecdotal. These aren't these aren't placebo controlled studies, but you know, they're they're inspiring our our further development. Uh, and we like to surround ourselves with people that share a vision to further elucidate on the how and and why. You know, we know we know what they do now, uh, and now it's more about looking mechanistically. Uh, at, at what's actually happening uh, so that we can start better understanding, you know, what other cannabinoids might be combined together to further um, exacerbate the biological response. Yeah. I've, I've noticed right now in the industry, you know, there's, there's a lot of labs doing conversions, right? Uh, their, their vehicle is a reactor where yours is, is algae. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, one being your competition, uh, and two, um, how that is is you know helping you guys also push uh, the market forward. Yeah, you know, I, I think the the emergence of all of this uh, of these synthetic cannabinoids, you know, started from you know the fact that we had too much CBD and people were trying to figure out what to do with it. 
And so some smart chemists started to realize, hey, we could make other cannabinoids from CBD. And, and that's where Delta-8 came from, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was easy to know, you know, easy to see what Delta-8 did. Non-psychoactive cannabinoids, a little bit more challenging, takes a little bit more time. But, you know, that's, that's where it all started. And that, that I think, was, was useful for us because it started to shine a light on the potential of other cannabinoids beyond THC and CBD. Um, and, you know, and, and prior to that, it was GW Pharma getting Epidiolex approved that, that, you know, really caused people to open their eyes and say, you know, it doesn't have to be a psychoactive compound to have a therapeutic benefit. And so, you know, this, you know, the, the, the world of minors really is supported by synthetic chemistry today. Um, and that's, that's got a place. The problem with it, though, is that you're starting from a cannabinoid. Um, and so it's an expensive process. Our process starts from sugar. The, the other challenge with the synthetic chemistry is you don't know what other side products are being made and, and separating and purifying those becomes challenging because a lot of those could have negative health, health impacts. And that's, that's the last thing the industry needs. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so we, you know, we, 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 we produce cannabinoids the same way plants do. So all the side products are the same as, as what plants produce. Um, and they're, they're very high, highly pure. Um, and they're inexpensive and, and, and scalable. And we think that offers a lot of advantages over the synthetic chemistry approach. Yeah. So there was a study that created a crazy buzz in the industry. Uh, the study that talked about how CBDA and CBGA potentially blocked COVID infections and promoted milder symptoms, right? It's really, really cool that you guys will be able to now make this because when this exploded in the industry, everyone was calling me, Hey, JJ, can you get CBDA? Let me buy some, let me buy some CBGA. And it was hard to source. It's, yeah. it was, it's, it's more difficult to make and it's, it's harder to come by, you know, but you guys are are, are at a point now that you can make this. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, you know, that, that, that it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's another advantage over, <laughs> you know, uh, plant biosynthesis pathways versus synthetic chemistry. Because if you start from a compound like, CBD, for example, and you're making Delta-8, you're not making the, the acid form, you're making the decarboxylated form. Mm-hmm. And the acidic forms, in fact, are what the plants produce, mm-hmm. and then you know heat transforms them into the non-acidic forms. We make the acidic forms. So at a certain point in time, um, we'll be commercializing the acid forms. You know, the question is, why do you want the acid form? And it, it's, it's again, you know, scientific evidence, you know, that, that, that elucidates the biological uh, response. Um, but the acidic forms in that study that was done by the university in, in, in Oregon, you know, showed the, that the acidic forms had quite some utility. And so that's another advantage of, of our process versus the synthetic approach is that the acidic forms are readily available. In fact, they're cheaper to produce than the non-acidic forms. I mean, they have a higher mass, right? Um, so that that's, that's, that's coming next. That's awesome. So you guys just signed this deal with open book, open book extracts. Um, what's, what scale are you guys at right now? Yeah, we're at the, we're at the kilogram scale. So Amazing. the, and the first, you know, the first kilograms, like I say, are coming into the market, uh, in, in the coming weeks, it's, it's right in front of us. And that's a, re- it's a really exciting time because, you know, we've we've been we've been hard at it in our lives in South San Francisco for for almost five years, and to get to the point that we're now doing industrial scale fermentations and and isolating and purifying kilograms of these ingredients, I mean, this is a uh, this is what we've been waiting for for uh, for quite some time. And and you know, the the most exciting thing about it is that now we know we understand more about the science of how these compounds work. 
Um, and we share this, a similar vision as Open Book Extracts that does, which is, you know, we want to create economical access to these compounds that the plants don't produce a lot of, you know, and do it in a way that enables people to formulate with meaningful amounts in their products mm-hmm. so that consumers can benefit from them. And that's, uh, you know, that's a, it's, it's pretty exciting. So from here, you're at the kilogram scale. Obviously, the vision is to go and go larger than that, right? And go to like, you know, a ton scale. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, we focus on on minor cannabinoids and major cannabinoids. And for a compound like uh, cannabichromine, it's available from synthetic chemistry sources today. But people lo- still don't really understand exactly how it can be used. Despite the yeah. fact that there have been some cl- limited clinical work to mm-hmm. reduce pain, this type of thing, you know, we have our anecdotal studies where we continue that work. Um, but you know, the demand for for these types of minor compounds, you know, I think it's going to be supported by more science, one, yep. and also you know, lower cost access. Yep. You know, another compound like THCV, which is which is a prime focus for us as a as a, a second or third ingredient launch. Um, you know, the market adoption of that has been pretty impressive. Um, but we think that that's largely hindered by the, the significant high cost of production today. And we'll enable that to, that price to come down significantly, which, uh, you know, which will, we think, uh, increase demand uh, substantially. I agree. So we have a, a brand that we've been, um, we've been selling blends in and the blends uh, obviously have Delta 8 in it, but they also have these non-psychoactives and you know, we've been shocked at how well it's been selling. It's, 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 it's really, it's, it's the, the new hot thing in the market. And, and, you know, the one good thing about, uh, or, you know, the, 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 one thing that, that I see that's good about this Delta A craze is that it's really put cannabinoids in front of people and made it easier and cheaper to access these products. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's surprising, um, you know, how much some of these compounds cost to produce. You think about THCP and, and some of the other more psychoactive uh, analogs of THC, you know, that, that people are paying in, incredible amounts of, of money for. And, that, you know, that's, you know, it's interesting from a business perspective. Um, for us, it's really about, you know, creating a portfolio of, of products, you know, that, that are commercially accessible, affordable, you know, and can be formulated into precise formulations because the, the, the vision of the company was all about, you know, the plants, you know, they're, they're, the industry is really bifurcating, right? You have, you know, the the wine connoisseurs, if you will, of the cannabis world that just love a different experience, you know, from the same from the same strain every season from a particular, um, you know, geography. Um, but, you know, as as the lines between indica and sativa start to get more blurred, um, you know, people are going to stop worrying so much about THC content and worry more about, you know, what else is present and how consistent is that, uh, is that presence, you know, so is it a two to one ratio or three to one, you know, and that's really what we're, aim- uh, you know, enabling. And, and, you know, our experience with people has been that, that it's very much an individualistic response. And so, you know, just like the Starbucks model where everybody has a certain flavor that, uh, or a certain recipe that they desire, you know, if you're after, you know, a, a better night's sleep or, you know, a little bit less anxiety before a big presentation, whatever it may be, you know, you're going to figure out what combination works for you. And it may be two pumps of this and two pumps of that and a, and a, a sprinkle of this. And that's ultimately, you know, where we think the industry is going. And, and, you know, we think we can be a big part of enabling that. 
Well, I can tell you from the other side, it's definitely going there. Uh, selling blends, being around the industry right now, it's 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 uh, incredible what I'm seeing and people actually looking for specific non-psychoactive cannabinoids to help create the feeling that they're looking for. You know, it's it's the the whole indica sativa hybrid thing. I, I agree with you. It's it's getting blurred when when you have an isolated THC that's concentrated, there's no more indica sativa or hybrid. It's right. just THC. Yeah. And what creates that feeling of the indica sativa hybrid is is the the mix of cannabinoids and terpenes that are in that genetic lineage. And you know, for the first time in the industry, I'm finally starting to see people starting to understand that. So it's it's an exciting time in the industry. It really is. And, and you know, what gets me out of bed every morning is, is you know, knowing that what we're doing, you know, is helping people just, you know, live, live better lives. Absolutely. And, and it's not products that we're only promoting for other people to use. It's products we use ourselves. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's the kind of thing that's, uh, you know, that, that, well, it's very motivating. Yeah. So how did you guys come up with this? You have one other co-founder, right? Yeah, my co-founder George is 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 a is a guy I met at a at a at a prior company where we were using algae fermentation, in fact, to produce triglyceride oil. So think of canola oil, sunflower mm-hmm. oil, palm oil, these types of things. Um, and it was through that was my first introduction to modern day biotechnology and what was possible. Um, he's the brains behind the science of of all that we do, and and. When that company struggled because you know they were they were going after initially fuels and 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 then uh, and then food oils and and ultimately just you know ran out of money, um, he came back to to me and and said, "Look, this technology works. We know it works. We it worked at large scale, and there's got to be something else we can uh, we can do with it." And he asked me, "Did you ever did you ever hear of CBD?" And I said, "No, I've never heard of CBD. This is back in 2016. Uh, of course, I'd heard of THC, but I started doing a little bit of, of you know diligence on on CBD and was was actually watching a video of Charlotte Figgy on YouTube, you know, being relieved of uh, one of her epileptic seizures. And uh, you know, that's where I said, this this is absolutely what we have to do." And and, you know, his idea of, of cannabinoids was starting from, look, if you can make plant-based ingredients using, a, in essence, a single-cell plant, where, where would you start? And the challenge with the, with the prior company is that we were producing compounds that no one, no one knew what they could do. They were tailored triglyceride oils, but the market just wasn't ready for that yet. And we, we just happened to, to do this at the right time. You know, the people were starting to understand what CBD did. GW got their drug approved and and people's eyes were opened and and it was a it was a perfect opportunity. I mean we had we had to start producing something that people understood, you know, what it could be used for or had some idea how it could be used. You know, creating demand is 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 pretty challenging for for entirely uh, new compounds. So we started with compounds that that were in demand and you know, that's where it began and this is just the uh this is just the 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 tip of the iceberg though. Because you can think about this technology ultimately will transform the way beauty products are formulated. It's not going to be, you know, in the future won't be about how exotic the, the, the plant is that you source the ingredient from. It's going to be more about, you know, what, what is the real science behind these ingredients? And let's leave nature alone um, and stop harvest, over-harvesting plants that come out of the middle of the rainforest 
you know, and just recreate that biosynthetic pathway in algae and do it in a, in a fermentation tank, uh, you know, where you're locally formulating the end products. Absolutely. Cleaner, uh, more eco-friendly, crazy, crazy, crazy. So, and, and, and like you said, this is just the tip of the iceberg. You guys are, are starting off with cannabinoids that are known right now. And you're telling me that there's, there are other cannabinoids that no one even knows about that you guys can make with this technology. Yeah. You know, the, uh, cannabinoids are, were, are produced by cannabis kind of as a, as a, as a defense mechanism, right. You know, as the, as the plant started to evolve. Um, and we like to say that we're accelerating evolution. We're, we're, we're taking the plants, we're taking the, the biosynthetic pathway in directions that the plants haven't evolved yet to, uh, you know, to develop. And we've got a list of more than 20 structures now that are entirely new, never, never before seen, you know, and, and you'll read some of that in, in our patent filings, in, in fact, as well. And, uh, and that's a really exciting piece. It's hard to get too excited about that until we know more about what they actually do. Of course. But the potential is is really impressive and, and the direction that you can take this. I mean, you know, people talk about this hundred or so known cannabinoids. You know, we think that can be thousands of compounds. Super exciting. Super exciting. So um, I'm going to start wrapping this up. So, Rob, is there anything else that you want to talk about or anything you want to tell the listeners? Uh, just to, to be ready for, uh, you know, this this disruptive innovation that's going to help propel the industry forward. And, uh, you know, the potential benefits, uh, it, it's hard to imagine how broad the benefits of these compounds uh, can go. And, uh, you know, like we've been saying, this is this is the early days, but, uh, you know, this is going to really help accelerate access to compounds that uh, that people are really hungry for today. Amazing. So if you listeners want to know more about Purissima or what they do, Go check them out, uh, purisma.com, uh, Google Purisma.bio. Purisma.bio. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. So again, if you guys want to go check out, learn more about Purisma, go check out purisma.bio. Thank you guys for taking the time to uh, listen to this today. Thank you, Rob, for joining us today. Please like the podcast, subscribe. You can listen to this at any uh, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Amazon. You can also find the show on iHeartRadio, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. We will talk to you next time. Thank you so much, guys. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.